Hello, friends. Welcome to our podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. If you haven't done so before, go ahead and follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Point of View Pod and on Twitter at podcast underscore POV. And if you're looking for a fun, positive Star Wars community to be a part of, be sure and join our Facebook group. And you can find us at a certain point of view discussion group. Thanks and enjoy the show. So what I told you is true from a certain point of view. Hello there. (laughs) Welcome to a certain point of view. I'm Michael. I'm Ben. You probably didn't recognize me because of my red arm. (laughs) And this is a Star Wars podcast. One of my all-time favorite 3PO lines ever. (laughs) That's right where we left off, right? Pretty much. It's kind of right there. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, actually, just about. (laughs) Dude, JJ just gets 3PO. He does. (laughs) He does. He really does. You can say what you will about certain choices he makes in some of the movies, but man, he gets 3PO. He has some of his best lines in both Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. Oh my gosh. Dude, how's your week been? It has been good. Lots of wedding planning progress and everything, so that's going well. Good, man. And yeah, just just having a having a good having a pretty good week. Yeah. Good. I have started um dude, I've you know, I've had the capabilities for a while as far as equipment goes, but I have really been diving into writing more music lately. Oh, yeah. Um just like doing instrumental stuff. Mhm. Um and I'm I've made a lot of progress this week. I have like five songs that are like two thirds the way done. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited about them. Uh, I mean, they're probably not great, but they're. Um, I mean, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited that I'm growing in an area I've been wanting to grow in for a long time. You know, right? Yeah. It's one of the few silver linings of this weird time we're living in is that we do have more time at home and. Mm-hmm bettering yourselves whether it's you know mentally or whether it's just getting better at something that you love to do i that's something that i wanted to get better at so i I just kind of started doing it yeah so that's it's really fun man i'm having a freaking blast i love that so that's what i've been doing this week i haven't really i mean i did watch last jedi again um so that's (laughs) i don't know i can't i I walked in and it just came on i don't know it just it's like it knew Guys, I just have to say, and I know this is not about – this is like every podcast we say this. I know this podcast is not about The Last Jedi. <laughs> hey, welcome to a certain point of view. This is not a Last Jedi podcast, as much as you may think it is. <laughs> not a Last Jedi podcast. I was watching it again, and I was just like – okay, I've to this point been understanding of people who don't like it. And – because there are several things about it that I get why people don't like it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. This time when I was watching it, I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it at all. I oh, this gosh. movie is a is an absolute masterpiece and it makes me think more than any Star Wars movie ever has made me think, even my favorites. Like the two that are slightly high or the three. And actually, if you were to ask me to rank them this week, The Last Jedi would be my number three instead of my number four, which it was in the ranking. Yeah. A couple of episodes ago. Like I would 
have it just behind Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I, in my ranking. I'm telling you, man, every time I watch that movie, and it's like you said, like when it came out, we all kind of had that weird phase where like we did like we, we loved it. You know, those of us who loved it, we loved it. But then <laughs> at one point we got tired of defending it. And then so like we started trying to see the negative parts a little bit more and stuff. And then you revisit it with like fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. And haven't seen as much hate, you know, all of that stuff. And then you're watching it and you're just like, I don't get it. People are weird. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't get the hate. It's so good. <laughs> I don't, I really don't. Like I was watching it and I was like, no, I, don't, I just flat out don't understand. This movie moves me like no Star Wars movies do yes. except for The Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And this movie makes me think more than any of them make me think. And this movie pushes my expectations of what Star Wars can be instead of relying on safe and well-trotted ground. <laughs> yes. Like this movie ventures into the area of the woods that isn't a path yet. <laughs> like yes. this – it pushes Star Wars forward, and um, likewise, we should push this podcast forward and not into <laughs> The Last Jedi again. But I just had to say that because I watched it again, and I was just like, I don't know what to think anymore. I don't know. I can't I can't anymore. I understand, man. <laughs> so that's that was my Star Wars experience for the week. It was great. <laughs> Absolutely great. Um, and speaking of The Last Jedi, one more time, we are next week. Guys, you know we've, we're doing this Why We Love Star Wars series, right? And so we are uh, uh, we are finally at The Last Jedi in order. Um, we've talked about The Last Jedi a whole lot <laughs> on this podcast, but we also don't want to skip it in this series. So what Ben and I decided to do was just do a simple, like, what is our top three favorite moments each from The Last Jedi? Not scenes, but moments within scenes that really struck a chord with us in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think a little more outside of the box instead of being like, oh, the Yoda scene and like, you know, the obvious stuff like that. We wanted to go a little deeper, like specifically what about the Yoda scene or whatever. You know what I mean? Just like a line or a moment that happens. So we're going to kind of have our top three favorite moments each for the last Jedi next week, instead of um, the usual defense of the last Jedi podcast, which we <laughs> which can we do. have about, if you listen to about 10 minutes of each podcast, you'll catch a little bit of that. Probably a little bit of yeah. it. Um, but yeah, so that's what, that's what it'll be next week. Um, and then the next week we will have our uh, normal, you know, our normal format for the rise of Skywalker. So, that's kind of what's coming up here. and um, But before we get going, uh, you know, we stopped right in the middle last week of so basically we got to like literally exactly halfway through the movie. And Ben and I were like, dude, we're like halfway through this movie and we're like an hour and a half into this podcast. <laughs> so we should probably just stop and then pick it up next week. So that's kind of what we're doing. We're going to pick it up right uh, right at the uh, at the battle where the resistance comes back, mm-hmm. um, uh, comes to the rescue. Um, and so we're going to pick it up there. But before we do that, guys, I did want to this uh, this morning, I posted on our Facebook group, a certain point of view discussion group on Facebook. If you have not joined it, go do so. It's a blast. But I posted um, on 
the group this morning and I, I just asked, what is your favorite scene in Star Wars The Force Awakens? And we got a few responses, so I figured before we get into it, uh, before we get into it the rest of the way, I would read y'all's responses. So, here we go. Ben, you ready? Yes, I am. All right. So, first off, we have Scott Fagley. He said, that's not how the Force works. <laughs> Which, I truly love that moment as well. One of my it's favorites, of- <laughs> too. <Yep. laughs> so good. Friend of the podcast, Josh Mesker, uh, says, Ray's introduction is perfection. And I could not agree more. Yes. We got Samuel Allender. He says, Chewie, we're home. Yes. Which, obviously, one of the greatest. Um, Here we go. We got Drew Miller, also uh, a friend and guest of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, He says, ooh, this is a tough one. I love the final scene because of the score and finally seeing a mystery shrouded Luke. That score is magical. One of my favorites. Also, I love the forest battle on Starkiller Base. You see the two heroes face Kylo Ren uh, bravely without hesitation. When the Resistance arrives on Takodana, I think I pronounced that right, uh, and Poe uh, po wrecks the First Order. Great scene. Yes. And then uh, Ray scavenging the Star Destroyer. This is totally inspired by some aspects of Jedi Fallen Order. Which or I this totally inspired some aspects of Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, is that what he says? Yeah. This, oh, <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Yeah, this totally good. inspired some aspects of Jedi Fallen Order. My I bad, too. I can see that, yeah. Um, and then, which I haven't played, uh, what system is that on, by the way? I don't even know. It's on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, uh, PC. I don't think it's on Switch. Everything but the one I have? Cool. <laughs> I can check, though. Um, and then he says, but top answer is going to be Ray and Finn commandeering the garbage ship <laughs> to uh, to escape and flying through the Imperial wreckage, which he, he means the part where they pilot the Falcon for the first time in the movie, which is a magical moment. Um, and then we got Lamont English. Uh, he says Kylo, Finn, Ray, saber fight, which is, yes, amazing. Um, Michael Moorhead says one that I particularly love, and he says, hands down, when Kylo stops that laser in midair. <laughs> it's so it's good. so good, man. That's just one of those Star Wars moments that's like, oh, that was cool. Yes. <laughs> Which, honestly, if you just look at all these, that's what they, that's what they are. <laughs> yeah. These right? are all moments where you just go, man, Star Wars is great. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they are. I um, love it. By the way, um, no, it does not look like Jedi Fallen Order is on Switch. So, Well, thanks a lot, Nintendo. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so, guys, like I said, please, uh, wow, I just stuttered on. <laughs> uh, like I said, feel free to uh, to join the Facebook group. We have a ton of fun there. Um, just talking about Star Wars in a positive environment, and we mm-hmm. love it. And so um, next week I'll be putting up a post about The Last Jedi asking what y'all's favorite moments are. So be on the look for that, uh, on the lookout for that. So, Ben, are you ready to get back into The Force Awakens? Yes. Yes, I am. Awesome. Um, okay, so where we had left off was we talked about Rey's Force Vision, and um, right after that, it kind of is where the whole thing happens, where 
and where you know the first the, the first order the first order <laughs> we can't talk tonight the well, first yeah. order attacks um what's this planet called Maz Kanata place <laughs> oh drew Is said it taco donna that's it yeah yep. um so it's it's Maz Kanata land um Maz Kanata taco donna <laughs> That What's actually sounded that? like a droid. Sorry, headphone users. Um, okay, so we, <laughs> we we got to that part. Um, I want to go ahead and mention, man, the shot where the X like the X wings are flying oh. over the water these new like revamped x-wings it is and also like the one right before that we're like they're flying in from the sun or whatever and it's like a classic jet fighter shot from top Dude. gun and then it goes to that one over the water is just like man this whole scene is just it's beautiful to look at i feel like this is one of the parts where i like kind of teared up in a way because yeah. i was just so amazed at how beautiful it looks um oh gosh yeah there it is actually i just saw it um <laughs> yeah it looks amazing and we also get our first sort of our first real shot at how amazing poe is of a pilot you know like this is yep. this is the real first time we see how incredible he is that's one hell of a pilot yeah it's <laughs> so good um Gosh, yeah, they nailed the they nailed this entire fight, uh, like battle scene. Yeah, um, it's also where we get the iconic traitor moment. Traitor uh, <laughs> tosses his yep. shield and stuff away. Oh, it's so good, bro. That part is so sick. The like, what what is that weapon that he has that I've never seen a stormtrooper have before? I don't really know what it's called, um, but I mean, it's it's just a lightning stick yeah <laughs> i don't know it's, what it's called i mean it's just so sick man mm -hmm. he's just like traitor <laughs> he like it's just it, he like cocks it like a gun kind of a yeah thing. it kind of like flips out like one of those weird yeah. old phones you know i i love it so much and then he spins it around <laughs> yes it's, just, it's so good Ugh. um but i i just to kind of piggyback on what you were saying about the part where Poe flies in with the with the X-Wings. Mm -hmm. Dude, I remember seeing that scene in the trailer. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. It was like the first trailer that came out. Ugh. And it was just like, what is this movie <laughs> going to be? This is like, it really is one of my favorite shots in the whole sequel trilogy. When, when Poe flies in on the lake like that. With the lighting like it is, yes. it's just so heroic and awesome. And I love the black. I love the black mm -hmm. X-Wing. It's so sick. I love it too, man. I Yeah. And this also leads into one of the one of the really cool things that it's like it's a cool mirroring for me of the for of um a New Hope and Force Awakens, actually. So, in like kind of amidst this battle, we are also getting cuts away to Ray in the in the woods, um, with BB-8 and stuff, and she is wielding a gun, not a lightsaber. Um, yep. And this reminds Very me of Luke. Confident. <laughs> yeah, it also reminds me of Luke wielding a gun instead of a lightsaber. Um, Empire. 
What? In Empire? Yeah. On Cloud City? Yeah. And, well, yeah, there. And then also, like, on... Any other time he has a gun. Any other time he has a gun. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just that whole thing. Like, like he, he didn't really use mm-hmm. his lightsaber all that much until, um, yeah, until, like, after Obi-Wan died, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, anyways... Just, it was just a cool kind of mirroring. It's like, oh, yeah, the, the weird sort of thing where you're like, he's Force-sensitive. Why isn't he using a lightsaber? Because like, you're like, yeah. I would totally be using a lightsaber. I don't care if I'm not that good at it yet. I'd be using a lightsaber. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> even Finn gets it, you know? Um, yeah. So Can I just say I love the little – it's like such a little thing in this scene. But it's um, – Han and Chewie are kind of hiding. It, they're kind of like taking cover yeah, during the they, attack. yeah. And Han is like, hey, can I use that? Yeah. <laughs> or he's like, hey, can I try that? <laughs> yes. It's like they've been like together a- all these years and he's never tried Chewie's <laughs> yeah. gun. He's finally just like, hey, we might die here. Can I use that before we die? <laughs> That's how I, just, I like to think of it. It makes me smile ear to ear every time. Yes. I love it. So- um, Yeah, dude. So do you have any other stuff on that scene in particular? Um. No. Kylo backing Ray down is pretty sick. Oh, dude, yes. <laughs> Actually, yeah. So his lightsaber, in like amongst all of the green mm-hmm. in the forest, like the coloring on that is so cool looking. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is, but like I think Kylo's lightsaber just sounds so freaking cool to me. So anytime he's like in the in the shot, I'm just like, this is great. I love it. This is yeah. just so cool to my ears. The sound um, design of of really this entire sequel trilogy is the sound design is insane. Yeah, but the especially the new lightsabers, mm-hmm. <laughs> it it really is something else, man. It's so good. Oh, that part! I, I'm watching it right now. That part where where he basically when he asks Ray where is it, and he like turns the saber around. He's like. Yes. And basically the saber comes right at our faces and you can hear it really well. It's mm-hmm. so cool. Uh, guys, just so we know, uh, there will be some more in this uh, in this episode. We will go into some deeper stuff um, probably at certain points. But I think probably a lot of what we're going to talk about today is going to be like, dude, that part that like this happened was just so cool. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, it's really, it, and that's really like, and, and I don't say that in a negative way. This no. movie, this movie is what I want whenever, whenever I want to watch a star Wars movie that I don't have to think about too much, which is often by the way. Yes. Um, I just want to watch it because it's crazy fun. This is one that I've rewatched like 30 times. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's because of it's got so many fun, cool moments that are Star Wars moments. And, you know, we can have our criticisms about it, but that's that is a good thing for Star Wars to have. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I did just want to say, like, a lot of the things we talk about today are probably going to be like, oh, dude, but that part where they go choo choo choo. And he's like, <laughs> That was right. Kylo's lightsaber. Um, um, gosh. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's, it's kind of like what you said before. Like, this is one of those movies that feels more like 
people playing with their with their action figures as opposed yep. to like poetry. <laughs> um, you know. Right. Absolutely. And that has absolutely value in Star value. Wars. Yeah. I love it. It's so great. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> this part that's playing right now. I'm so glad we have the movies playing the movie playing while we're talking about it. Uh, with the subtitles, that's a whole new thing, um, <laughs> apparently, um, where uh, Leia lands her ship and Ray's like, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Finn is like, they took her, they took Ray or whatever. Yeah. And Han's just like, he's like, ah, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I just love Han so much in this movie. I really do, too, man. I feel like he did a great job. It's a, it's a really great send off for his character. It is. It really is. Um, how do you feel about the Han and Leia reunion? I I kind of think it's really sweet. I mean, I know it's not like perfect, you know, and I like I know that a lot of people don't really love it. Um, I don't know. For me, it works. Um, I think that I definitely think it could have been done a little bit better, but. It, it does the job for me. Like, whenever I watched it the first time, I didn't think, I don't like this. You know, I was just like, I, I was genuinely just like, oh, it's them. I love mm-hmm. them. You know, like, um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it does, I don't know, because you, you left them in a really great place in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, and so I think that it, it is a little bit jarring to see them not as in as good of a place um, at this point, but I love that you can still tell that they love each other, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that honestly, it's a similar thing that, oh, similar, but different, but as like with Luke, you know, you can't expect all these years to pass and them still be exactly where they were. Like they things are a little bit different. Um, like stuff has happened over those years and, um, all of that. Is it a little disappointing to see that Han is still, is still like super, super scoundrelly kind of yes and no, you know, it's like, I like that they didn't get rid of that part of his character while still maintaining the fact that he loves Leia. I don't don't know know if he's a scoundrel so much as he's just like a lovable drug smuggler. (laughs) (laughs) What did I just say? <laughs> well, he was a scoundrel when he was a jerk. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like he's a lovable drug smuggler. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Say what you will. <laughs> oh goodness. Um yeah, I I I agree it's sweet. It's very sweet. I think for me, and I wanna be respectful because because Carrie Fisher, we love we love Carrie Fisher here. Mm-hmm. And I, I seriously, I, I adore Carrie Fisher, but she was way out of practice at this point. She hadn't acted in a long time. Um, and there's even stuff on that in like the documentary. If you've seen the bonus features for the movie, mm-hmm. she kind of talks about it a little bit. She's rusty, in my opinion. And some of the dialogue is extremely uh, rough Yeah, <laughs> in that scene. It's got some really nice moments, though. Um, I, I particularly love the part where they're just talking and like, like, just kind of small talk. And he's just like, same jacket, though. And like, yes, they're just yes. kind of like talking like that. And then Chewie comes up behind him 
and goes and hugs Leia. And it's just this super sweet, like, moment. I, I love when when Chewie hugs her. It's so sweet. Yeah. Uh, I wish it would have happened at the end of the movie as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but... To your point, though, it is it really does get the point across and it works. It's just a little rough in points of it. Um, but we do have 3PO with the red arm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which of course I, we do. I, 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 do we get answers for that in like extra material? Yeah, I don't. OK. <laughs> why do we why do people do that? God, did I rant about that last week, or was that something I, else? I can't remember. I've heard you rant about it before. Um, no, I mean, like, I, I agree that it's annoying, but I also love that it exists in some form. Um, certain things, it bugs me. I do think that if you're going to straight up call out the red arm like that, you should explain it. Um, like, I'm okay with lore and stuff existing outside of the movie, I think yeah. it's just like like things like that though. I'm like, okay, but you called it out. Like, can you at least give mm. us like you shouldn't open too many new like you got to be careful when you open threads. Yeah. That that you're not going to answer in this in the movie. And I think this and Rise of Skywalker are filled with them. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you're talking about JJ here, Michael. <laughs> like, I don't it's know what <laughs> the, mis- the mystery box is Mr. Well, Mr. alive Un- and well. <laughs> Mr. Unravel the web and just let it be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong, dude. You're not wrong. I have a note here and it just says, this movie is so funny. And it is. It is. I think is. I think is because I watched. It's the note right behind the Han and Leia reunion note yeah. that I have written out, and I guarantee you, I wrote it because of the three PO part. Yes, <laughs> guarantee you, I wrote it because of that. But dude, this movie is just genuinely hilarious to yeah. me. I think that something that you have to give JJ credit for in this entire trilogy is the yes. humor he nails. He he does. absolutely nails the humor in this trilogy, something that Ryan Johnson does not do as well. Um, yeah. That it gets better as the movie goes on in last Jedi, but it's still not, it's, it, yeah. it, it never quite hits right. You know, some of the, some of the humor in the last Jedi is great, but some of it's like, Oh, what? Some of it's just, <laughs> it's not even necessarily that it's bad. You're just like, this doesn't feel like it's star. Wars. Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't belong. But, but JJ, like really gets the humor of Star Wars yeah. and for whatever reason his these two movies really hit perfectly with the humor. Yeah. Um I love when uh even the little stuff where where Han is being snarky and uh like Finn is like uh hey solo and Han's like did you just call me solo? Yes. <laughs> or yes. like when when BB-8 is in Han's way and he's like move ball. <laughs> Like, I mean, there's so many things, dude. It's it really is just really funny. It really, and, it's genuinely really funny. I, yeah. And like the moment, uh, this is a little earlier, but like when BB-8 is like um, helping, he's he's helping Finn lie to Ray on the Falcon, and like he says something or like gives him something, and then um, Finn does a thumbs oh up at God. him. And BB-8 does the little flamethrower thumbs up. <laughs> Dude, that was a moment in the theaters, man. Yes, it made Do you everybody remember? Everybody laugh. 
that moment popped in the theater big time. It was like, <laughs> none of us expected that. And it was just perfect. It was so gr- Like, I will say something Disney has absolutely nailed in, in the sequels and in the extra, like the anthology films and in the cartoons uh, or animated shows. Yes. Is the droids. Yes. The droids. BB-8 is a wonderful... Um, like if you have to look, the reality is R2 and 3PO are old. Yes. <laughs> like they, their parts are old. <laughs> and so obviously we don't get as much of them in the sequel trilogy, but if you have to have a new droid, that's kind of like the, uh, he's carrying the load, you know, mm-hmm. BB eight crushes it, man. He is excellent yeah. or she, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, Very it, great. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. BB-8's Dude, awesome. we should do a podcast episode where we, like, talk about our favorite droids in oh, Star Wars. Oh, yeah, we will, for sure. Okay, cool. I'll that sounds that, like fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm even, like, I mean, this is a little further ahead, but, um, like, I just got to the part where um, <laughs> Kylo's cutting up that chair in the interrogation room after Rey escapes. And oh. um, and the the stormtroopers are walking past, like the carnage, and they see it, and then like the guy just like stops <laughs> the other stormtrooper, and they just like walk away, like the, or no, they I think they just actually turned around and walked away. Yeah, they turn around and walk. Yeah, they away, just yeah. literally turn around and walk away. Like, oh, nope. <laughs> it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Um, let's actually let's back up just a little bit from there, and we need to talk about Ray using the force for the first time. Yes. So, okay, here's a part that is controversial. A lot of people have an issue with it, um, from the, from what I've seen at least. No. A lot of people cl- will claim that Ray is a Mary Sue, yeah. okay? And this is kind of where it starts, right here, where, they, where their argument starts. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to someone who would think that? Because honestly... I don't agree, but if I'm watching this, I see why they think that. Mm-hmm. Um, at least based on this scene alone, I can see why they would think that. But um, at the uh, on the other hand, I don't agree at all, but I want to see what you think. I want to see what would you say to someone like that? Or do you agree that she is? <laughs> um yeah, actually, this is my this is my premiere episode where I revealed that I hate Ray. No, um, <laughs> no, no, no. So, okay, here's where I fall with this. I think if you have this issue with Ray, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw something out there. You might just be looking for reasons to complain. <laughs> Now, okay, the reason I say this is not I understand I understand like not liking when things aren't earned. We've talked about how we don't like when Anakin just accidentally wins everything in Phantom Menace. Um, but I don't necessarily think it's the fact that Anakin accidentally does it. I think it's the fact that every other victory aside from the duel of fates is happening out of accident too. And so I, I cause looking at you Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah. Looking at, <laughs> looking at you Jar Jar. Um, <laughs> I think that 
in a galaxy where you have mysterious forces like the force um, and stuff like that, I don't see why it's so far-fetched that somebody could be immensely powerful and not have to work as hard. Have you ever met somebody in real life that was super good at something and they didn't work for it, they didn't earn it, they were just naturally good at it? Mozart was (laughs) this way with music. Literally no one had to really teach him anything. He just was what what's that word called michael when you're uh, when you're a prodigy prodigy is a good one i think that there's another one savant savant maybe i feel like there's one more word that i'm missing but it's okay genius <laughs> good <laughs> um <laughs> really really good <laughs> um yeah but anyways like these people exist in our world. Um, so I don't think it's far-fetched that in the world of Star Wars, one of the things that people could be naturally good at is the Force. Um, so for me, it doesn't bug me at all. I'm completely okay with it, especially since it's one of our main characters. It's not like it's a... Um, Stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's some random character that is like a... Um, like a deus ex machina situation where you have like just just some random thing be able to get out of any situation um, just because it exists or whatever. This is a person who it's acknowledged in the movie that she is oddly powerful um, and that's just a part of her character is like why is this girl so powerful? Which to be fair, is paid off in Rise of Skywalker, whether or not it's satisfying or not. So, I don't think that this is a thing to complain about because this is actually something that exists in our world already. It's just with something from Star Wars. So, that's why I don't have an issue with it. Yeah, dude, for me, it is... I have a couple of things to say about it. Number one, if you watch this movie, yes... This is the first time she really uses the force. And if you – the only thing that I will give it is the part where she says uh, you will remove these restraints and all that stuff. Like my only thing with that is how can she know that that's possible <laughs> if she's never used it. But the thing is the force is speaking to her. Yes. Right? Yeah. So like that's the thing – Okay. I'm going to say something that might be unpopular. That's the beauty of Star Wars. You can plug up so many plot holes just by saying that's the force. Yeah. <laughs> um, but works. but on, on a more serious note, when she is – to me, when I'm watching her and she's being tortured basically, <laughs> when she's being interrogated by Kylo, I see it in her eyes and it's a great performance by Daisy Ridley. I see it in her eyes, the realization that she has some strength that she didn't know she had. And as the scene goes on, she realizes she's more strong and she starts to get like the force is speaking to her through that. She may not know what it is, but she 
is like I see it in her eyes. She's like realizing it mm-hmm. at, in that moment. And so to me, it wasn't just like that all like if if the restri- you will remove these restraints part, if that part happened before that, yes, that wouldn't have been good. Right. Mm-hmm. But to me, like she just had a realization at that point. She didn't know what it was. Um, she even told Luke in The Last Jedi that she didn't like something has always been in her, but it's now awakened mm-hmm. and she doesn't know what it is. And so um, so that's part of it. But if you watch through the rest of the movie, dude, if you want to say she's a Mary Sue, have fun with that. But like she's not good. <laughs> no. At like for ninety nine percent of the fighting in this movie, except for when she has her staff, she's awesome at the beginning. Yes. Um. But like when she has a gun or when she has a lightsaber in the uh, in the fight with Kylo, only in the very end when she's reminded that the Force is something that she can use in a situation like this, only then does she start to take advantage of an injured, injured. Kylo Ren, who was just shot in the leg mm-hmm. <laughs> by a blaster <laughs> yeah. or by a uh, Chewie's, whatever that is. So, like, for me, she was, I mean, Kylo Ren had her on the ropes mm-hmm. for 90% of that fight, honestly. Um, and then only once she realized she could use the force. That's when she started getting some control in the fight. And again, Kylo is injured by a gunshot. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not like she's beating someone at full capacity. Right. You know what I mean? No, I, like, I 100% agree. Yeah. And I think so. Sorry. Okay. Uh, my only other thought was, um, do you know who else did something miraculous their first time? His name's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Thank you. And he blew up a Death Star because uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi was telling him somehow. He just said, use the force. He just said, use the force. And he (laughs) did it. Yeah. We'd never seen that before. That was the first time besides run, Luke. Like, that was the, like, we'd never seen that before. We didn't even know what that was. Like, we knew it was Alec Guinness's voice. We knew it was Obi-Wan Kenobi. But we didn't know, like, what that meant. And yep. Luke just blew up the Death Star, having no prior knowledge of the Force besides the lessons or whatever. But, like, in those lessons, he was, like, just going up against little a little droid robot thing that was yeah. shooting little blanks at him. So, like, I don't know. This stuff has been done in Star Wars plenty of times. Yeah. I don't understand why it's that's a big deal. It's something that is inherently Star Wars to me, and... Also, like, just as a sort of a, an aside, I guess, with it is that, like, a, a stark difference between someone who you, who is a wielder of the light side and someone who is a wielder of the dark side is honestly the whole idea that you wield it, that you mm-hmm. use it. Um, the dark side is something that, like, if you if you use the dark side. Like, if you play in the dark side, essentially, your entire philosophy on the Force is that it is something that you use in order to have power over your enemies. And whenever you're with the light, it is a a force that you follow and you let guide you, um, even if that means a a longer path to victory. Um, And I think that Rey is a character who... It's not like she was some 
rich person who had everything and then randomly could feel something substantial as well. Um, like life was just handed to her. She was a scavenger who had nothing. Of course she could easily sense a force so great, you know, of course she could easily get in touch with that. And so I don't think, and also this is just sort of Ray as a character, I think is supposed to be just like absolutely good. You know, like she is just, the embodiment of good and light. And I think that her being so, um, so able to follow the force and listen to the force, um, in this way really is just, it's a part of her character. And I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's, um, uncalled for, and I don't think that it's far-fetched in the Star Wars universe. Like you said, we've seen it before. It's not like... Like, everything that you see in Star Wars has been seen for the first time at one point. You just don't remember that Especially feeling. Especially this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that we are, we forget that the original trilogy, we saw all of those movies for the first time at one point with no mm-hmm. prior knowledge of what the force is, how it works, all of that stuff. Like we saw a new hope for the first time at one point. We saw empire at one point. You didn't even know that lightning could shoot out of fingertips until you watched return of the Jedi. Like Mm. what were people saying then? And so it's all of these things were new things. Wait, what's the science behind that? (laughs) Well, you see, you've got iron in your fingernails and no, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) It's probably not true at all, but <laughs> hey, you see, um, you got irons in your fingernails. <laughs> I don't know what, why when I turn into like was that know voice? it all, I go to like some weird Brooklyn accent or something. I know um, you've been watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh my god, I have, but they don't even talk like that. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my soapbox. Yeah, dude. Sorry. No, this is good. This is um, this is one of the things I really wanted to touch on, um, big time. And, and dude, if you think about it too, like think about Ray's projection the rest of the time. Like in the Last Jedi, she really isn't like that impressive yet. No, even like to me, it's a very believable improvement uh, trajectory. It is you know for what me I mean? Too. Yeah. She's definitely better in the Last Jedi, but she should be. You know who else was better after? Like think about. Luke Skywalker in the in Empire Strikes Back and then think about him at the beginning of Return of the Jedi, how much better he is. Yeah. <laughs> like and it wasn't that much time. <laughs> yeah. Dude so, force choke, which is a dark side ability, like at the beginning yeah. of the movie. People yeah. aren't up in arms about that. Sorry. Yeah. And so that's not my Luke. I'm just kidding. That's my Luke. Um <laughs> so I just think at, at this point, dude, okay, so like if it's just like you don't like the character of Ray, okay. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like you're going to like who you like and you're not going to you're going to dislike who you dislike. So there's just going to be some characters who don't hit you the right way sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that is fine. That is film. That is art, right? That's a subjective point of view that you have. And if you don't like Ray, 
that's fine. Um, I I think I think that you can not like Ray and love Star Wars, but at some point, if you think that Ray is a Mary Sue, I feel like you're just you just don't want to like Ray. Yeah. I feel like you're just looking for things to hate because there's no evidence anywhere that she's a Mary Sue. Yeah. It's kind of preposterous to me, me too. in my opinion. And so, yeah. Anyway, we should rename our podcast The Positive Rant. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cuz that's what we do. We're like we all when we rant, it's always like in defense of something. Like why don't people <laughs> like this? Yeah. <laughs> It's never like, how can you like this? Yeah. It's never that. It's like the opposite oh of Angry Joe. It's like Happy Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Except neither of us are named Steve. Steve is the metaphorical <laughs> name for our opinions. Um, so is anyone still listening? <laughs> Drew, I know we still got you, bud. <laughs> yeah, thanks. What's up, Drew? <laughs> okay, okay. So let's move on. Um, so after that part, we have, I mean, honestly, this is just where the fun begins, right? This is like, this is where, this is where the fun begins. Yep. (laughs) This is where, um, Han and Chewie and Finn go down to Starkiller base Mm -hmm. to, um, to save Ray and to try to destroy the Starkiller base. And, um, and then... Uh, I'm trying to think. Ray is trying to escape Starkiller Base because she has uh, used the Force and all that stuff. Um, and then the Resistance is also doing a new trench run. Um, <laughs> so it's not, um, it's not. It's not weird. It's fine. It's, not, it's fine. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so Ben, does anything just kind of I up to the kind of between here and up to the murder of Han Solo? <laughs> <laughs> does does anything here stand out to you that you love? I mean, I know we've or dislike. Of, um, we can talk about that. Well, I dislike the trench run. I know you do. Um, I'll go ahead and just get that out of the way. It's the one callback <laughs> that yeah. even the first time I watched it, I kind of like tilted my head. I was like, that's a little too far. Like. <laughs> It's like when they showed the Death Star next to the next to the st- uh, Star Killer base. base, and that thing, you were like, uh, "Okay, okay, I'm still with yep. you." And then when they did that, you're like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, like the whole time, I'm like, "I'm like, okay, like we got a lot of callbacks. It's okay, it's fun." It's JJ, fun. you're I'm making going. this really difficult yeah. on me. <laughs> it's kind of like whenever somebody keeps bringing back a joke, and you're like, "Oh, that's really good," but then they bring it back that one time. That's a little. That's one time too many, and you're like. All right, we gotta stop. We're just wasting time now. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, like that. That's, that's so funny because the trench run actually doesn't bother me all that much. It really doesn't. Like, obviously, I see the parallels. It's right, it's yeah, and it's it's not actually like bad or not well done. No, it's not that the trench run is actually bad. Like, no, I think that it's just because of how many callbacks there had been at this point. Yeah. Like, if this was a callback out of, like, not as many, I might have been more okay with it. I don't know. I think that it was just so side by side for me. Yeah. That I was just like, we're doing this again, guys. Like, yeah. Come on. I mean, I, I get it. 
I think I love. I think I like it because we finally get some Poe action, which fair. I think Poe is un- unfortunately quite underused in this film. I agree, dude. By the way, his arc really did it for me in the Last Jedi this time. Yeah, that was one of the weaker points for me in the movie in the past. And it really did it for me this time. I was really, yeah, like really loving it. I've always been a fan of that arc, and that's one of the things that people disagree with me on. And that that makes me happy. I'm happy that you saw the the value of it, you know? Oh, I've always seen the value of it, but I've always just kind of been like, I I still kind of feel like Haldo could have handled it differently. I don't know how, but I feel like she could have handled it better. Uh, but I really like the trajectory that both Finn and Poe go on. It's like they try to be heroes and, and it doesn't work out at all (laughs) and they learn from it. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to go on much longer. I know this isn't the last Jedi's podcast, but like, Oh, it isn't. That's right. My bad. But this is honestly more like an overarching thing. And I think a reason why. Mm -hmm people sometimes don't like new characters in things. You know, it's why sequels are always so disappointing. It's why people didn't like Legend of Korra as opposed to Avatar The Last Airbender. It's the whole assumption that... It's that whole feeling that you get when you watch a character and you're like, this isn't either... Either one, this isn't the same, or two, this is not a likable character. Or like, mm-hmm. or like this character has a lot of issues. Um... In the example of, like, for instance, Aang and, and Korra, I know not everybody watches those shows, but just go with me for a second. You can at least understand the base characteristics of them. Aang is very, like... Passive and Super peaceful. passive and peaceful and lovable, and, like, he's kind of like a warm hug of a presence, you know? Like, you're just like, mm-hmm. I want to be around that guy. Korra was abrasive, um, hot-headed, kind of hard to deal with because she's extremely imperfect. But uh, Aang was talk first, negotiate first. Korra was fight right away. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so first. like, so you have a character who's very imperfect, but that doesn't negate her value. And I think that the same goes for mm. a lot of these characters where actually the creators of Avatar um, and Korra said like they find that imperfect characters are just way more interesting because – It's why people loved Zuko, you know? It's why people like Kylo. You know, you have this character that is very flawed, but you see them grow, and they battle with things and wrestle with things that perfect characters don't. Um, And I think that Holdo is an example of somebody that made a lot of mistakes, even though she was, like, she had all this experience and stuff, but she still made mistakes, and it sucks, but for me, it made for a more interesting character is that we have this imperfect person. Um, mm-hmm. And same goes for Poe. It's like he's being hot-headed and stuff as well, and that does create tension. And it's hard because you're like, I know the right choice. <laughs> yeah. um, it's hard for you as a viewer because you see the wrong, but as characters, they have more potential to grow if they are not so perfect right away. You can't tell a story that's actually enticing with just perfect characters all the time. And by the way, Ray is not perfect either. She's not. Exactly. <laughs> um, so anyways, just had that was like I had to get that off my chest. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so uh moving past the uh the old uh, uh I think I was saying just I loved seeing Poe in action. And I wish we could have gotten more of it. And yes, yes. Um I, I always love when we get to see Poe being awesome 
Um, I was about to go back into the, the beginning of the Last Jedi. Um, <laughs> what is wrong with us? It's like the, it's like a magnet that's just like pulling us to the middle of the trilogy hey, every turn. If anything, it it really shows that it is a good sequel. <laughs> like, it ties it all together, man. It, it really does. does. Uh, um, but yeah, dude. Poe is a great pilot. I love any time we get to see it. And we got to see it when the Resistance came to the rescue in the uh, on, God, Maz's planet. Taco and Bell. then we got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got to see it on Starkiller Base. And he's, he's just awesome. I love seeing him mm-hmm. do things. He's just awesome. So now we are at, I think we can talk about... One of the saddest moments of the entire saga for me. Yeah. So Han and Chewie and Finn. Uh, wait, is it that? No, they've separated this point. Yeah, so yeah. Han and Chewie go downstairs, basically, into this uh, thing that's just meant for people to fall down in Star Wars. Um, <laughs> yeah. That really, that's what it is. And then Ray and Chewie went, I'm sorry, Ray went upstairs mm-hmm. um, with Finn. And so um, we we see Kylo here. And basically, I mean, this whole scene, I, I think it's so well done. While being well done, it's also very, like, obvious what's about to happen. <laughs> like, I think from... The moment Han went onto that bridge, all of us that know Star Wars know that's a terrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> the bridge with no rails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? <laughs> but then, on top of that, like, you have, uh, and honestly, I'm not complaining. This is actually a beautiful thing about the scene. They, JJ used lighting, uses lighting in this scene to really kind of reflect where Kylo is going. Yeah. You know, on his face at certain points in the scene, it's kind of half and half. It's not exactly, Mm -hmm. but the red and the blue are kind of mixed. They're kind of blended, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's it's like you don't really think about it at first, but then you really see like JJ's trying to tell us something Mm -hmm. here. And um, when it gets to be at the end of, near the end of this scene, right before Kylo Ren kills Han Solo... His face is completely in the red lighting. Yeah. And it's like the dark has fully taken Ugh. over. That's or that's at least like what is kind of Yeah. led to be, leads us to believe, you know. And so uh what are your thoughts here, Ben? Do you do you like the way that Han was um was sent off? Um do you think it was a worthy death for for the trilogy, all of that for the character? I I do. I think this is a really good I think this is a really great way to send him off because I mean it's one it's just a really touching moment for Han like yeah. this moment where he decides against shooting and then asking questions you know like a typical scoundrel might or like he might you know Han shot first all that good stuff um might have in the past he decides to be a father first and yeah. try to win this by being a good father and whenever Ben well really Kylo kills him 
it's gut-wrenching. And it really hits you in, like, I don't know how they're going to redeem this kid now. Like, (laughs) yeah, Um, it's, yeah, it's a really painful moment to watch. But I think, like, what you're talking about with the lighting and everything, I think it, it is a direct callback to Return of the Jedi where mm. uh, Luke is in the throne room and you have the lights on the face. You've heard Michael talk about it a million times. Um, but, Me, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it is. it really is so well done to me. And I really think that it's a great send-off for his character. And it... It's actually one of the things I love so much about Rise of Skywalker is the the way that that's brought back around and how they mm. use that again for um, Kylo's character for Ben. Um, it's really really beautifully done to me. So yeah, it yeah, is. I I have no issues with this scene. I think it's it, it's incredibly emotional. Um, I saw a fifty something year old lady about have a heart attack in the theater, one of my viewings. Um, yeah. Cause basically every time I saw that movie after the first time, um, I w- at that part, I was just like crowd watching for all the people who still hadn't seen it. And like, <laughs> I was watching this old lady who had her hand over her mouth while she was just like waiting and watching. And I think that she had kind of let her guard down a little. And when the lightsaber went through him, she like literally like gasped and like jumped out of her seat essentially. And I thought she, <laughs> I thought she was going to die. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Old ladies love Han, man. Yeah. Dude, when (laughs) – I don't know if I told you about this. I think I have. But um, I took our mom uh, just kind of like on a little birthday dinner thing, and Mm -hmm. we went to go to – we went to go to see Force Awakens when it was in theaters, and she hadn't seen it yet. (laughs) She had no idea what happens there. Yeah. She did not expect it. And, dude, she hit me so hard because I didn't tell her. Mom is very much um, like if something sad or bad happens in a movie, it's she takes it very hard. <laughs> she takes it very hard. Yes. And um, and so when that happened, she hit me so hard. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, dude, Classic it really mom. is. And I have to shout out John Williams in that part yeah. too. So when Kylo is holding the lightsaber in Han, <laughs> yeah. It's like he stabs and the music goes like it's just this really I it sounds much better than when I did it, but it's it's a beautiful and it's like really uh I don't know. John Williams always just knows exactly what to do. Right. <laughs> and so um Okay, but here we go. Out of that, we have the Ray Finn versus Kylo scene mm-hmm. in in the woods on Starkiller Base, and right away they go out of their way. First of all, Sh- Chewie, plain as day, shoots um, shoots Kylo in the leg. Okay, so right away we know Kylo is injured. Okay. Mm-hmm. He falls down. It's not like he just deflected it. He falls down. He's hurt. Okay. Then we see Kylo in the woods multiple times. He is bringing attention to his wound. Yeah. Okay. We know he's injured. Okay. Mm-hmm. He takes care of Finn. No problem. Um, 
he also takes care of Ray no problem mm-hmm. at first. Like before Ray even can do anything, he sends her flying into a tree. Yes. Okay. Again, Ray is not overpowered. I don't know where this comes from. I just don't know where it comes from. It's ridiculous. So I want to say I love Finn in this scene. Yes. He is fearless and like scrappy, (laughs) even though he has no idea what he's doing. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely no idea what he's doing. But I love like Kylo's like that lightsaber belongs to me mm-hmm. and and Finn is like come get it yes <laughs> I love I love it even though he has no idea what he's doing he's so confident I love it yeah um if you want him come and claim him <laughs> Lord of the Rings um yes so but yeah dude I love I love the fight between him and Finn, uh, Kylo and then I love when Kylo actually uses the hilt that everybody freaked out about because it. <laughs> Do you remember when pictures came out about that yeah. and everyone was like, "Oh, how's it going to find a thing to burn himself up with up Don't they know that lightsabers are straight and that's it? <laughs> like, it's it's just hilarious to me what people fight about, but but yeah, so. I love that we get to see, like, oh, that's actually really useful. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's also just how, um, like, lightsabers in the old, like, the old Republic, I'm pretty sure, vent- like, they ventilated out that way because they didn't have the technology that properly ventilated them at that point, you know? Um, yeah. And so it's not like it's something that was never talked about before, ever. It's also just a great like sort of representation of the fact that Kylo is so not um he's not stable, he's not perfect, he's very in flux. Um his lightsaber is not finished. He is unfinished. Um you are unbalanced. Yeah. Um it's it's all so so freaking cool. Um then I I do I love it that he uses it um during this during this battle. Um, it's also just so cool to see Finn just fight Kylo for a minute. Yeah. You know, people always complain about Ray being overpowered, but I never hear people talk about how beast Finn actually was with the lightsaber. I don't know if you do. It's Cause he's a man. Honestly, <laughs> I've been, I haven't been saying it this whole podcast, but I've been biting my tongue and being like, people, I've been being like, guys just don't like seeing women in power. Um, uh, I mean, I said it. <laughs> I said it. I don't care. I'll stand by it. Um, it's true, though. <laughs> We're uncomfortable with yeah. it. It's okay. Just admit it and move on. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so, yeah. But I really do. I love this whole fight Dude, scene. And I love that they're just like, you know, we talk about the differences between the fighting styles of the trilogies and everything and how, mm. like, you know, prequels, it's like a dance and stuff like that. Original trilogy is more like stage fighting and all that. This, it's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm just going to throw my lightsaber at you. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit something. I don't I don't know, but I'm going to kill you. Like, that's that's how it, it feels. I'm going to use brute force with this lightsaber. Yeah, like, it, exactly. It, that's what it, and that's honestly, dude, I love that. Yeah. I love that about it. Um. I, 
just a, a quick side thing. I or just to kind of go on what you were saying a second ago, dude. If you guys, if you guys dislike Ray for any reason other than you just don't like her character, like just because it just doesn't do it for you. If you dislike Ray because she's a woman and she's powerful and all that stuff, you you gotta get with the times, grow up, and uh, <laughs> uh, we're. I'm not afraid to talk about it, dude. I'm I'm like you know stop this whole and get some help. <laughs> all of the yeah, all of this this whole all this stuff going on in the world today has made me like. I'm I'm ready to talk about this stuff wherever we need to talk about it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> um, and uh, it, that includes women and all this stuff. Yeah. So uh, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> so seriously. Um, now I do. Okay, back to the movie. I really want to say, bro, have you seen? I I keep talking about it, but have you seen the behind the scenes, the documentary on the making of this movie? Um, I think I did like when it first came out, so it's been okay. a while, but yeah. Oh, dude, it's great. It's like two hours long. Yeah. This scene that we're talking about right now, the snow, like the battle in the snow and the, the dude, woods. Yeah, it's it's all a set. Yeah. If you guys have not seen this, you need to go look up the, the first of all, you got to watch the whole thing. It's an amazing documentary mm-hmm. about the like the behind the scenes on The Force Awakens and you can watch it if you own it uh, if you own the movie. It is it goes into this scene. It, this is a huge sound stage in London and they literally built that's it's it's fake snow and all that stuff and the trees and all of that, the rocks it is a set that they built. It is not CGI. And a lot of it, like a lot of it, is a painting. Yeah. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It is gorgeous. It's one of my favorite sets that I've ever seen yeah. in a movie. It's so honestly. good. It's incredible. Ugh. Like the fact that that is a real indoor place. Yeah. <laughs> blows my mind <laughs> it looks that is so how good. good lucasfilm is man that is how good lucasfilm is thank you all of you geniuses over there mm-hmm. um by the way this first order guy they keep showing looks like matt damon i just can't get <laughs> over it <laughs> have you ever noticed him he's like come on we have to go even hux is gone yes like, <laughs> yes oh my god he gosh, looks like right. matt damon he looks like matt damon that's so funny <laughs> God, it was funny okay. because he, like it showed him right when you said that, so I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I just watched it too, and must be right in the same spot. Um, so okay, I, I guess like do we? I have a couple more thoughts for right after the scene. Do you have any other thoughts on this? No, no, I don't. Ooh, that that shot of the the falcon rising up in the. In the woods. We are at the exact same spot. Oh, dude, that's awesome. (laughs) Okay, I want to talk about... There is one more complaint I have about this movie. Okay. Okay, and it's coming... Actually, two more. There's two more complaints that I have about this movie. Um, Guys, you know I love this movie, okay? Like, (laughs) it's okay to have things you don't like about a movie you love. Nope. Okay. First of all, number one, Chewie and Leia should have... Hug, yes. not Ray and Leia. Yes. I, I, After this, when when you know, because Leia sensed that Han Han is gone. Um, Chewie walks right by Leia, mm-hmm. and and jo- uh, George Lucas, uh, JJ 
Abrams has even admitted that that was a mistake. Mm -hmm. It was a mistake in hindsight. Um, and good on him for doing that. But it, it is a mistake and it bugs me every time it happens. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's my biggest issue with the entire movie. And every time it happens, I roll my eyes and like flounder on the floor. The entire time this entire movie has happened and R2 just magically wakes up for no reason, unprompted, just magically wakes up. And, oh, thank God you have the other piece of the map. You've had it this whole time. We must tell the others. <laughs> Drives me over the edge every time. It really is like, it's it's one of those coincidences, kind of like there's like a hundred of them in Rise of Skywalker. JJ can do this sometimes. And it's it's probably his weakest, his biggest weakness as a filmmaker. He can do this sometimes. But I just, I have this big pet peeve about conveniences happening like that in movies. Another example is in Endgame when the rat just so happens to hit the button to bring uh, Scott Lang back from the quantum realm. <laughs> um, Fair. To be fair, we needed that to happen to move the plot along. I just think you could have thought of something better than a rat jumping on a button in a van. <laughs> so, um, it's that kind of stuff. It just drives me crazy. It's lazy. You know what I mean? It's a very lazy. It's like they wrote themselves into a corner and was like, okay, what if R2 was just woke up and he had it the whole time? <laughs> like, that's what it feels like to me. And it's very frustrating. So... Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's how I feel about that part. Do you share my disdain for it? <laughs> I think I do. I mm. this is one of the things that I think I was a little OK with when I first watched it. Mm -hmm. And kind of every time so it's it really is, especially in hindsight of. Um, Rise of Skywalker, it almost feels like the introduction of these happening. Um, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like, oh, you liked that movie? Well, we're going to start doing this. Um, <laughs> this is how we're telling stories now. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it, it really is. It bugs me. I, I wish that they had, um, I don't know, even if, like, they were on... Star Killer base for so long. You could have even written a side story where Kylo had been had had some information on where Luke was or something and it was stored somewhere in Star Killer base and they had intel that it was there or something. You know what I mean? Or like Ray or like Ray saw it in Kylo's mind when he was interrogating her. Yeah, something. Like, there are a million other ways that they could yeah. have gone about this that would not have, that would have felt a little bit more earned. And I know I had just talked about how, like, you know, the whole Ray thing, like, it's okay to have things that aren't completely earned and stuff. That's talking about, like, a character and something that they're good at and everything. This is a different mm -hmm. thing. This is, like... This is a coincidence. Yeah, this is... This is a convenience, This actually. is, convenience. like, a, a deus ex machina of, like... Yeah. Of, like, oh... We forgot about the map thing. Um, R2 has it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. That's what it feels like in the writer's room. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. We forgot to address the, address the map, the map situation. Yeah. 
It's like, um, R2's chronicler. Yeah, he, he, he'd probably have it. Yeah, yeah, he's got it. Um, and I mean, like, it would make sense. No, it wouldn't. Like, if, okay, hold on. If R2, Luke didn't want to be found. <laughs> Luke did not want to be found. Why would R2 just have a piece of this map? You know what I mean? I, I don't know, like, man. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's, it's really rough. Like, it feels like if they're going to use a star map thing, um, a la Knights of the Old Republic, where you have to put a bunch of star maps together to find the one location or whatever, then you should have made that more of a driving part of the plot, you know? Yeah. And they didn't. It was just like, at the beginning, he has a piece of it, and then at the end, R2 has the entire rest of the map. Like... (laughs) Yeah, it's it does it's frustrating, me. dude. Mm-hmm. It really is. It and like the the only one I can think of that's that's close to as frustrating <laughs> was in the Rise of Skywalker <laughs> when they're on Endor mm-hmm. and um and Ray looks at the Death Star and she's like, oh, oh yeah, I have this knife in my pocket. What if I? What if I hold this knife up to this angle and it perfectly outlines every angle in the Death Star? It's in the Death Star. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, how in the world did her thought process lead her to that? That drives me insane. What if the Death Star had, like, sank into the water at all? Yeah. Like, this is... That wouldn't have worked. (laughs) This is exactly my my feeling of, like... This is when the whole playing with action figures gets too too much like you're playing with action figures and it's like because like i feel like i used to do that with random things in my life where like i would just like oh hold up hold up like a random like tree twig and i'm like i could outline that with that cool it's not yeah it's not a storytelling device yeah yeah it's when you have to rely so heavily on convenience for your plot, you got a major issue. Yeah. Um, many major issues in the case of Rise of Skywalker. But um, it's, it's weak writing for Force Awakens purposes, <laughs> like with the droid. It's just it with comes the droid, down to yeah, with weak R2. writing or last minute decisions. And it's just such a shame because, like, dude, like we've talked about, look, both of us have some issues with this movie, but thoroughly enjoy it all the way to the end. This happens with less than five minutes left in the movie. (laughs) It's, like, so fresh on my mind after the end of every time I watch the movie. It's so frustrating because that's what I remember after watching it instead of all of the good things that happen. And so... Uh, okay, rant over. That okay, there we go. That's an actual negative rant. Yeah. Um <laughs> but I think it's fair. Um so here we go. Ray and Chewie and uh and R2 head off to find Luke Skywalker. Yes. Um there is this sweet little moment between um Ray and Chewie mm-hmm. in in the Falcon. And so it's it's it, nothing is said. There's no words. There's no like. There's no, <laughs> nothing is said. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like Ray is piloting the Falcon, co-piloting it with Chewie, and they're like taking off. They're flying or whatever. And and Chewie just looks over at her and it's like, 
you deserve that seat. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of when I see that look, it's like you belong in that seat. Yeah. Like it's it's your seat now, and and I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's this really sweet moment, and I think it can really easily be glossed over, and and I have, but just watching it now with no audio, I just saw it, and I was like, oh my god, that's so sweet. <laughs> I love that moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, little moment I never noticed before. So we get to Octu, and by the way. Again, JJ is great with stuff like this. I love the design of the island. Obviously, this is a real place, but like I love the design of like what the little huts look like and what the like the stairwell and all that stuff. I love all of that stuff. I think it's so freaking cool. Um, and uh, but yeah, so we have this moment where. We finally see Luke and Ray on the top of this mountain, mm-hmm. and Luke turns around, takes the cloak off his head like only Mark yes. Hamill can do, <laughs> and um, we have this stare down for like 30 seconds. <laughs> it's like really long, and then, <laughs> um, and then Ray just like takes a lightsaber and, and extends it out to, to Luke. Mm-hmm. And Luke looks so, like, in anguish. Yeah. Like, he looks so in pain right there. And then we have this amazing shot that's, like, looping around, kind of like my favorite shot in Count of Monte Cristo, when they're like, do you know what I'm talking about? Where they're in the field fighting, sword fighting in the grass. And it's, like, spinning around them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So good. That's the same kind of shot here. And I'm like a sucker for that kind of shot. And uh, so, yeah, that's the final shot. It's such a great shot. Um, And then we get the beautiful fanfare from John Williams at the end. So what do you think, dude? What do you think? First of all, what do you think of that moment? But overall, what do you think of that? uh, What do you think that we didn't get Luke in this movie until then and he didn't have a single line? Does it bother you or is it fine? I think it's fine. I think it makes him more of the myth that he's supposed yeah. to be at this point. I think it I agree. Really I think it's fine too. Strongly yeah. enforces that he is a myth and that he is a legend. And it's like the fact that he says nothing really solidifies that instead of it just being like, oh, hey, Luke here. It's your old. Oh, you got the, my lights here. Your old buddy, your old buddy pal, Luke here. Uh, kind of the back. Hello, Luke here. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Zuko here. Um, no, I'm happy that he stayed silent. I'm happy that they didn't have any lines for him at the end. I really do think that it was a great choice for his character, and I think because it, it because this movie is really being told through the lens of these new characters, it really showed us how they view him. You know. Yeah. Totally. I agree, man. I don't have a single problem with it. At first, it was like, oh, man, we don't get Luke. But it was like one of those things, like a season finale of a show. Like, oh, man, I can't believe it's over. But it's not like bad. It's just like, dang it, I wanted to see him. Can't (laughs) wait till the next movie. That's what it was, you know? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Little did we know he was going to throw that lightsaber over his shoulder. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ryan Johnson says, Um, my movie now. (laughs) <laughs> Move over, sucker. Uh, 
Dude, that's the that's the Force Awakens. Do we have any extra stray thoughts? I think I I think I've kind of spoken my piece on this movie. Um, shout out to Kylo's temper tantrums. So good. Yeah. Oh, also, let's talk about it just for a second because I feel like even though I appreciate him so much, I feel like we always underappreciate and under talk about John Williams. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. think this. I think this score in this movie is phenomenal. Yeah. We have Ray's theme, which is fantastic, um, and we have multiple versions of it. Mm-hmm. And we have Kylo's theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. It's so simple, too. It's like, that's the thing about him. He's like, he can do the craziest stuff, but then at the same time, it's like, uh, how about. Dun, 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 dun. Like. <laughs> That's John Williams too. Yeah, it's it's crazy, um, but then also you have like the uh, rise of the uh, not rise of the resistance. That's a ride. Um, <laughs> March of the resistance, yeah. um, which is a great like. It's so cool because it's like the we have always had the Imperial March, mm-hmm. but now we have a march for the good guys. Right, <laughs> like really cool. Um, just to name a few awesome tracks. And then, like I said, like I pointed out, the music whenever Kylo kills Han is, like, heartbreaking and, and beautiful yeah. at the same time. It's amazing. Yeah, John, the, John Williams came back and absolutely slayed the score. The, the magic of – remember how we talked about last episode, the 40 minutes the, of perfection mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie? I mean, 50% of the credit there goes to John Williams. Yeah. Every single thing he touched in those 40 minutes was like, it was gold. Perfect. Yeah. He introduced us, helped introduce us to these characters. And those characters became associated with that music right away. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he does it. Um, side note, I've it suggested I continue watching the saga and watch The Last Jedi, and it's going. <laughs> the, last Je- the Last Jedi is playing right now. <laughs> Dude, I was, about to, I was about to say, like, I have The, la- the Last Jedi, like, it's not playing it's, yet, but the little picture of Rey is right there, and I'm like, God, I want to push play. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Oh, yeah. uh, dude. Okay, so, guys, that is it. That is, that's our discussion on The Force Awakens, why we love Star Wars Episode Seven, The Force Awakens. Ben, this has been a lot of fun. It has. Um, honestly, because of some of the content of this movie and how it's not always... Dude, you know how we always talk about with <laughs> The Last Jedi? We can just talk for like... We can talk about one specific aspect of The Last Jedi for like three hours because it's so deep and thematic. And there's multiple facets of that movie you could do that with. Just because of the depth of it, mm-hmm. in our opinion. And with The Force Awakens, it's it's different. It's just like a – it's a fun movie. It's so fun and it's so many moments that we love. But it's not quite so deep. It's it's a lot more like you're in the sandbox just playing with your toys. And, yeah. and that's – like we always say, it's so valuable. But I did not expect to have – two hour and a half episodes of talking about this one, to be honest with I you. I really didn't so, either, man. I really didn't. It's yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's been a lot of fun. I, th- I think we really got into it and um, guys, I hope you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like I said earlier, 
guys, we really encourage you like part of the part of the look, this podcast is really fun. And and I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we enjoy doing it. But uh, part of the fun of this podcast and honestly, most of the fun is being in the Facebook group. Um, I'm trying to really push this Facebook group because, guys, we are close to 150. Mm-hmm. We are close to 150 people, which kind of blows my mind because we only started this group like six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, um, it's it's kind of – it's just become a place where super healthy, fun discussion on Star Wars happens. Whether you disagree or not, it's like a super fun, healthy place to talk about Star Wars and and you can have the opinion you have and not be criticized for it. And if you are criticized for it in an inappropriate way, you're going to get deleted. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, um, but in all honesty, it's just a really fun group. People yeah, share really memes. Is. People people share like like I just watched the. Uh, I just watched this movie. These are the my favorite parts that stood out this time mm-hmm. or all sorts of stuff like that. And it's just such a fun place, guys. I would highly encourage you, if you're not already a part of it, please join the Facebook group. It's a mm-hmm. certain point of view uh, podcast discussion group. Um, I, I think Ben can attest. It's one of the few bright spots on Facebook for us. Yes. <laughs> this is a, right it's, it's a safe zone. <laughs> it's a it's a place where we can go and just kind of not be in everything just for a few minutes. Yeah. And uh and so uh yeah, so guys please do that. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on uh that's it. Follow us on Instagram. And um Ben, do you have any stray thoughts at all or anything you want to say? How's streaming going? Um, yeah, I'm still streaming, guys. Um, I'm, I haven't been doing um, Star Wars content just because, I mean, well, there's a new Star Wars game. I'll play it, obviously. Um, You're going to do Squadrons, right? Probably. I don't see why I wouldn't. I mean, it doesn't seem like a game I would get into for a long time, but I'll have a blast with it for at least a week or so. It's just it's one of those games. Like, I, I like big story-driven, like, longer oh, games, See, that but. seems like my type of game right there. Yeah. That's, like, I can just sit down and go fly a ship <laughs> for a while. Oh, yeah, you would love it, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, it, it looks like it'll be fun. So, yeah, I'll definitely stream that a little bit when it comes out. But, yeah, I've been, I've been playing through the Mass Effect games, actually, uh, recently, which is kind of... Um, it's definitely inspired by, by the Star Wars universe. You can tell it's another... It's a sci-fi series... Um, if you've never played the Mass Effect games, I'm in the third one. So, I mean, you're coming in at the last part, but that's the one I'm in right now. And then there's the yeah. ever, um, <laughs> the ever hated game Andromeda, which is the one after that. It was the one that came out like years later and it's like new characters and all that stuff. But it's a bit of a mess of a game, but I actually find a lot of stuff I enjoy about it. So I am still going to play it and stream it. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's what I'm doing these days. I, I just kind of find random games that I want to play, and I play through them on stream. It's really fun. So, Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, guys, I think that'll just about do it. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and as always, may the force be with you. Always. <laughs> <laughs>